Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to what I am calling episode one, even though there's been six episodes, I'm calling this episode one of Coast to Coast. And this week, I'll be talking about the boring and, at least to me, complicated way that the NBA decided to return or to come back to a season. Yeah. So, uh, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Commissioner Adam Silver, and the league's advisory finance committee have shared the broad details of a plan with teams to play at the Walt Disney World Resort, sources said. The plan includes 13 Western Conference teams and nine Eastern Conference teams, eight regular season games, a possible playing tournament for the eighth seed, and playoffs, sources said. The playing tournament will include the number eight and number nine teams. If the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth, Sources said, in that case, the number eight seed enters a double elimination tournament and the number nine seed a single elimination tournament, sources said. Now, it took me some time to understand what in the world that meant. Is it because I'm dumb? I don't know. But uh, what I do know is that I think this is boring. I feel like this is the time where because of the commotion and being in the midst of the commotion, this would be the perfect time to try something new and try something different. Instead, they went with something that out of the options that they had, that's super close, if not exactly the same as uh, their original playoff system. And not to say that's bad, but I think that you should make a decision and try something new and something out there for this season and then the shortened season next year. Um, I would have much preferred a group stage idea, a World Cup-like idea featuring 20 teams because it's new and it's something that could be usable in the future. Uh, I feel like this was the time to think big and it's this is underwhelming. Like, we've been waiting for this for a while. Like, okay, if the NBA decides to come back, what... Are they going to do? Are they going to continue the season, play out the season? And this, to me, is a bit underwhelming. Uh, the only thing that changes is if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed, then if and only if that case does a play-in tournament kick in. In the West, that actually matters. Uh, but in the East, it's pointless because the Wizards are five and a half games back of the Magic. Assuming they keep that pace, they're not going to... Uh, this tournament is not going to do anything. In the West, it's more likely to happen where a play is going to happen. But in the East, it's pointless. To me personally, I think what they should have done was just see the teams, if they're going to bring 22, see them 1 through 22 and do it that way. And it might have resulted in the same uh, the same teams going, but in, to do it with conferences to me is pointless. The only difference between this and the regular playoff system is a playing tournament if the 8 and 90s are four games apart. Uh, I feel that, yeah, I feel that this time, like, I don't know why in the world we still had conferences. I think we should get rid of them even after this time, but this season in particular, where they're all playing in the same venue, there's no need to have conferences would have been the perfect time to seed them, uh, one through 16, whatever the method they did, it would have been preferential to, 
uh, seed them one through whatever and have them play the games. Even let's look at next season and seasons after. In every series, there's a game played every other day. And then in between games two and three and five and six are travel days. So I still don't understand why in the why we need to have conferences. I guess it helps out with scheduling and rivalries, I guess. But I still don't think we need to have conferences. I think I in my opinion, the Lakers the Lakers Celtics rivalry doesn't work unless both teams are good. Rivalries don't work unless both teams in the rivalry are good. So if those teams are good anyway, why not just see them one through whatever and have them play? Think about this. New Orleans, right? New Orleans, Western Conference team. When you think about it, closer to Charlotte than it is to Minnesota. But yet, New Orleans, Western Conference team. Just, you know, food for thought. But I just want to move on and and talk about why I think they didn't use, the NBA didn't use this time to change the playoff system, or at least try something different. Uh, It didn't really matter. In In terms of revenue, it's very limited because there's no gate. People aren't coming unless you're making the family members that they're allowed to bring pay for tickets, which I doubt they will. I don't think there's going to be any gate revenue, so that's not going to necessarily matter. They they might think it doesn't need changing, but to me, that's that's a lie. Uh, the last time uh, the average viewership of a final series was over 20 million. It was in the 90s when the Bulls were playing in the finals, and we haven't even reached that. Every single series where there's a Game 7, the Game 7 does the best. But other than that, for the most part, the series are mediocre. There was even a series where I believe it was Lakers-Nets where uh, it was, I think the average viewership was less than 10 million, which is really disappointing. I think if they want to fix this ratings problem, because it's been a problem for the past few seasons, at least it's a problem It's a problem that they've acknowledged the past few seasons, they're going to have to figure out a way to combat that to me. I think if you one get rid of conferences and some other things I'll, I'll say moving forward, but if you get rid of conferences and you actually get the two best teams playing, you know, you uh, you might actually get better ratings. And a more realistic reason that I saw floating around is the NBA wants to get more entertaining teams into the playoffs, uh, i.e. Portland and New Orleans. I understand that as a business decision, uh, but to me, if uh, – Ideally, if a team is super entertaining, most likely, ideally, they'd also be in the top 16. So if an entertaining team isn't in the top 16, then I think that speaks to a bigger problem in the NBA in terms of parity and, you know, just how good a team is. So I'm going to come up with a few suggestions that the NBA could have possibly went with other than this boring system that they, you know, decided to come up with. Uh, First, I I just want to mention that I think they should have a tournament for the number one overall pick. I think you can do this. Uh two two different ways so one way 
has all 14 teams playing and the other has only 10 of the 14 playing. So with all the lottery teams, you seed them 1 to 14 with one being the worst team. So essentially, if you were to, you would seed them the way they would be if you were if they were drafting solely based on record. So the top six seed, the top six seeds, meaning the worst six teams, get buys, at least a first round buy. Then the next thing you're gonna do is draw two groups of four. That leaves eight teams. And then you can run a tournament within those groups. So it's what, two games? Uh each the winning team would only have to play two games. Those two teams move on. And then you have a regular tournament for the eight teams that you get. Uh, will that the one benefit of this system or this this idea is that it sort of uh, it it makes tanking dis um, a disadvantage because if you have an absolutely garbage team and let's say you do bad in a regular season there's still no way that you're going to be able to win a tournament. I mean, granted, it's all one-game sample, so it's a little different, but I doubt you'll be able to win a tournament in order to, you know, get the number one pick. Uh, I guess it's good because you you guarantee yourself a top eight pick, uh, but still, I don't... But to me, after, like, pick four or five... The the curve and value of draft picks seems to diminish, at least to NBA teams, unless they they have they can get someone they want at that spot. It seems to diminish heavily. So the other one is of just eight teams. I think I said 10 before, but just eight teams. So it the same benefit applies here. It benefits the bottom eight bottom eight teams because it guarantees a top eight pick. So. One to eight are battling for the number one pick. Nine to fourteen, there's no lottery. They get uh, they get placed in terms of record, um, reverse order of record. It's and these eight teams are just a regular one game sample tournament for the NBA to determine the top pick. I think if you maybe take the uh, amount of games these from eighty two to maybe sixty six or seventy two, and then you run this tournament and then the playoffs, I think you might see an increase in ratings because it'll keep teams, it'll keep fans of bad teams attached because they want to see if their team can get the number one pick. And if maybe a team that's super bad ends up upsetting a team and able, and is able to get the number one pick, then, you know, add more ratings and so forth. All right, so time for uh, the actual suggestions. Um, first off, uh you can just do a simple like a game 83 game 84 method just like game 163 in baseball sort of uh similar to what they want to do in in the current system they can just have a four team playing tournament either seeding them through conferences so that be seed 7 through 10 in each conference or if they seed them 1 to 16 15 through 18 and you do a four-team plan to determine the final two seeds in each conference. Uh, again, it's what it's sort of what they did, but I'm talking about moving forward. That's something that they can consider using uh, to the NBA method and to the regular NBA playoff system format, whatever you want to call it. So I think the best thing to do moving forward in terms of ratings and in terms of just quality of play would be to do a World Cup 
uh, format system using 12 or 16 teams. Personally, I'd rather see 12 because, I mean, what are we doing? Like, a team, how do you have more than half your teams make the playoffs? Is it really a playoff? I don't think so. And that kind of speaks to why I don't like necessarily like conferences because, to me, the reason why you see them 1 through 16 is because if you have a team in a conference that falls out of their playoff um, out of the top eight spots, but would be like the sixth seed in the other conference, I think that's unfair to the team that did well in the harder conference to play in. Um, but even so, uh, that team is outside of the top 16 by conference, but maybe they're in the top 16 if you seed them regularly, one through 16. But whatever, they want to do what they want to do. Get rid of conferences. That's the last time I'll probably bring it up. But a World Cup method. Uh, I'll start with the 16 team format because it's it's similar to uh, similar to describe. It's similar. It's simple to describe. Uh, so the draw is completely random, meaning it's possible to get the top four teams in one group where that's going to be a great group. But the downside is you might lose two of your top teams early. Um, but essentially, it's going to be four groups of four. The draw is completely random, and then every team is going to play each other team in the group once. Then the top two from every group advances. So, I mean, will the NBA do this? Probably not, because it knocks out a whole round of the playoffs, and there's a possibility that uh, two of their four top teams, if they're seeded one to one to sixteen, two of their four top two of their four top teams might get eliminated early. Um, if all four of their top teams end up going into the same group. Uh, now, the 12-team playoff format works um, similar, but it's a little more complicated. There, Instead of four groups of four, it's going to be three groups of four. The draw is still completely random, so it can still end up where you have your top four teams within a group. But now every team is going to play six games, right? A home and home against each other team in the group. So there's more point disparity to select from. Uh, because I feel if you have three groups, there's a little bit more. Um, there's less teams to uh, to seed them from. So you might end up with a lot of tiebreakers. Um, as a matter of fact, in the 16-team playoff format, every, uh, every team should play each other each other team twice for the same reason but each every team plays six games home and home against each other team in the group the top two of every group move on the next best two of the bottom six move on you, those are your eight teams and you move on as usual now to me what this does is again all this shortening the regular season to something that actually matters like a 66 or a 72 because by game, unless unless the bottom of the conference is really close, by around game 70 or 72, we should relatively know the seven or eight, the seven or eight teams within each uh, conference that are going to make the playoffs. So uh, I don't think the season needs to be 82 because there, there are very few times where uh, – We've had a game 82 where it actually mattered. Like, the closest one I remember is, I believe, two or three years ago when Denver had to play Minnesota, and whoever won that matchup was the last seed. I think it was 
when Jimmy Butler took Minnesota to the playoffs. I think whoever won the game between Minnesota and Denver um, ended up going to the playoffs. But that doesn't happen often. Usually by game 75 or 76, teams are resting players. So I feel I feel like if you show the season 72, you, you get a lot more leeway um, in terms of what you can do because of there's um, 72 games means less wear and tear on the athletes' bodies, and it's just less games overall, which I think the players would be happy about because um, it's less wear and tear for them. I don't know if the owners will be happy. In it. And, and again, this is just from a fan's perspective, what would be beneficial and what would a fan per se, at least me in particular, be interested in watching. So those two things to me are very interesting. If you group teams as opposed to because I don't want to see uh, I don't want to see a one seed play an eight seed, play them four times pointlessly when we know after game one that they're going to win the series. They have to play them four times to beat them. I think the easiest answer to me is to shorten the shorten the length of the series. But I still feel like that's pointless basketball to watch. Uh, if you put them in groups and you only have to play them twice, then to me, you weed out the bad teams and you only get the eight best teams. And then you can still do seven game series and you're going to get better series. Now, will owners be upset? I mean, maybe, but you still get that one home game. You get at least, you get at least three home games guaranteed if you make the playoffs. So, and that actually my system is better now that i think about it you get you're guaranteeing yourself three home games where in a regular playoff if you're one of the worst if you're one of the if you're one of the not so good teams in the playoffs you're only guaranteed two um if you get swept as opposed to my system you get three hmm maybe this is a viable system moving forward instead of just well, we'll see the month to wait for you through each conference, yada, yada, yada. It's boring. I feel like it's it's overrated. Me, personally, I'd like to see a 12-team system because, for the most part, um, even if you look back, you know, three years, for the most part, at around Team 12, Team 13, you see a drop-off in terms of talent. Maybe not win total, but in terms of talent, and you look at the team rosters. Um, I think... I believe last year the Clippers were around C. Like if you see them one through sixteen without conferences, the Clippers were around C thirteen, and the Clippers were a really good team last year. So again, twelve around team twelve, team thirteen, um, a bigger dip in terms of talent. I think the biggest concern uh, here is quality of play. I think if you do 12 teams, ends up working out real well. Higher quality of play, better games, more fans tune in. Uh, I think it's relatively simple when you look at it that way. Um, but to me, the reason why uh, ratings are down, um, things are boring to watch, is parity in the league. Now, parity in this context is the idea that all teams are equal. And I think it, it would I'd be... I'd be lying to myself if I thought that the that getting the teams to be equal is super easy. Um, it's definitely not. Um, the M for the NBA to ensure that all thirty teams had a fair chance of winning at the beginning of the year uh, would be very difficult. But I think it's manageable. I think there are, uh, there are several ways that they can 
several ways that they can move forward and get parity into the league. But uh, the ways to do that are for another podcast. But if the NBA can focus some of its efforts fixing that issue, the issue of parity, then issues like ratings and quality of play are going to get fixed passively through that pot process or they're going to be easier to fix directly when they do get around to it. So I think the over the overarching theme in terms of uh, the comeback and just the validity of these ideas moving forward is parity. If we can get if we if we can get 16 good teams in the playoffs, then it doesn't necessarily ma- it doesn't really matter what the playoffs are. People are going to be interested no matter what to, you know, watch watch basketball. I feel like now because the the game is so easily accessible in terms of national games, I feel like there are very few people that only watch their home team's games. I feel like fans now, instead of being fans of teams, are fans of not only um, their home team or a team, but also players. So they're going to go out of their way to watch that player and that team. So I feel like as long as the NBA does a a a good or even an above average job of getting the talent spread out to the league instead of the league being super top heavy in terms of talent, then they'll fix this issue. And then once they do that, it'll open up the doors to be more creative. Um, So yeah, those are my thoughts on the boring and again, to me complicated. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm stupid. Uh, NBA comeback and my thoughts on, what they could have done differently and what they still could do next year for the short season and these things that they can do moving forward. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of coast to coast, what I'm calling episode one, but in actuality is episode seven of coast to coast. Um, follow the page on IG at C to C underscore pod. Um, and I will talk to you next week.